ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد as we know the day of ashura just passed whether it was yesterday whether it was wednesday aside from the specific nuances of one calendar or another depending on how someone got to that conclusion whether the 10th of muharram was wednesday or thursday aside from that detail what we want to do is to reflect on the significance of that day and to internalize that significance as best we can because at the end of the day we need both the username and the password if we hope to come closer to entering into jannah it's not enough to have one without the other if you're trying to log into your email or one account or another and you have the username and the username is perfectly fine but then if the password's incorrect even if it's off by one letter one number if it's capitalized or not every detail matters so we're reminded over and over in the Quran the importance of alladhina amanu wa amilus salihat those who believe and they do good deeds we need both of them together so what we want to try to do is to take lessons from these different hi- historical events and to internalize them so we can become better people and become better muslims thereby and we ask allah to help all of us in our journeys of trying to come closer to him little by little as best we can amin rabbil alamin when we look at the significance of the day of ashura we're reminded of of two different uh, two different things in connection with allah azza wa jalla the first thing that we're primarily reminded of is the jalali side of allah azza wa jalla the power of allah the majesty of allah Allah, Allah is, is Al-Qawi Al-Aziz Allah is the, the most powerful, the most strong So on and so forth That day primarily reminds us of that side of Allah It's a clear day that symbolizes Justice prevailing over injustice Right prevailing over wrong Moses prevailing over Pharaoh And if you look at the Quran The most commonly mentioned prophet by name alayhi salam is Prophet Musa, and that's no coincidence, is Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And which dynamic of good versus evil is the most commonly repeated instance in the Qur'an, Musa against Fir'aun. So what we want to do is we don't just want to read through the Qur'an and, and gloss over these things and glance over them. We want to pause at different moments in time and to reflect on what can I take away from this ayah that I'm reading. When I come across the ayah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَى How can I take fruit from that tree and taste it and internalize it and gain nourishment from it? How am I doing in my life in terms of the concept of justice? Within the home especially. How am I doing in terms of the concept of ihsan, of spiritual excellence, of trying to go above and beyond as best I can for the sake of Allah to do things like I see Allah? When the Prophet was asked السلام, in Hadith Jibreel of what, what is Ihsan and he responded Look at the first part of that to worship Allah as if you see him and if you can't do that know that he sees you essentially but the first part is a statement primarily of hope and love 
to do things for Allah as if you see Him. And ibadah here is not just regarding prayer. Sometimes we think, okay, ihsan, to pray as if you see Allah. It's not limited to prayer, as important as ritual prayer is. It's far more spiritual than that. It's regarding prayer, but also how we live our lives. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا ليعبدون. If we understand the ayah properly, then we start to look at different pockets of time during the day and the night as opportunities for ibadah. A person, they need to sleep anyways. But with the right intention, it becomes ibadah. You're resting your body so you can get up for fajr. You're resting your body at night so you can serve Allah during the day. All of a sudden, that thing you have to do anyways has another layer of meaning. So when we come across different ayahs in the Qur'an, different stories from the life of the Prophet ﷺ, different historical incidents like Prophet Musa ﷺ and, and, and Fir'aun, we want to reflect on them and to derive lessons from them. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَا عِبْرَةً Allah says in the Qur'an that there, there's so much benefit to take from different examples and different stories, but then Allah qualifies it for people of insight. So for people looking to take fruit from that tree of that ayah, Allah is saying that their efforts will be fruitful, their intentions will be fruitful. So if we come across the ayah that Allah commands justice, al-adil, and ihsan, and, and excellence, ideally in whatever it is that we do, and to give to our closest relatives, how are we living the ayah, just as an example. So when we come across different ayahs in the Qur'an regarding Prophet Musa salam, we want to reflect and to ask ourselves, how are, how are we doing in terms of mirroring the concepts that we're reading in front of us, that we're listening to with the ears that God blessed us with in the first place? Are we taking light from it? Are we benefiting from it? Or is it something routine? Right? We ask Allah to make us people of insight and we want to try our best to benefit from these different stories and these different examples as best we can. When you look at the day of Ashura, first we're reminded of the Jalali side of Allah, the majesty of Allah, the power of Allah Azza wa Jal. Prophet Musa السلام, he did, he had to, to, to strike the water with his staff and Allah is the one who caused the water to part. But look at the symbolism. Prophet Musa السلام, as high as his maqam is, he still had to do his part. As high as the rank of Sayyidah Maryam is, salamun alayha, she still had to shake the tree even a little bit. But she still had to do her part. So in our lives, how can we internalize this concept? What can we do as best we can within our capacity regarding the different challenges that we have in our lives? We're reminded of the Jalali side of Allah on that day, the power and the majesty of Allah Azza wa Jal. Primarily, justice overcoming injustice, good overcoming evil. It wasn't just that Prophet Musa السلام, made it to the other side, he and his people made it to the other side. And in addition to that, Allah didn't just cause the water to part. On top of that, Allah made the ground dry for them to make it safely to the other side. And on top of that, the timing was so precise Look at, look at how latif Allah is, how precise, how subtle, how, how, how gently specific the details can be. They made it perfectly in time to the other side. And then when they got there, then, then Fir'aun and his army, they were in the middle. And then Allah caused the water to come crashing down. So it's not like they were still clear on the other side. Then the water came back together and the water was separating them. They were in the middle. So before that, it looked like it was impossible for good to overcome evil in that incident. 
it looked like there may have been a 0.001% chance. What is the likelihood? You have the water over here, you have Fir'aun and his army over here. This, this horrible symbol of oppression, him and his army. But then look at what ended up happening. Allah threaded the needle, they made it to the other side safely. And then on top of that, Fir'aun and his army, they were destroyed in front of them. This reminds us of the power of Allah Azza wa Jal. But there's another side that we're, that we're reminded of in connection with this day. And this is the Jamali side of Allah Azza wa Jal. The beautiful side of Allah Azza wa Jal. The Prophet taught us وسلم, that whoever fasts this day, the day of Ashura, then their sins from the previous year are forgiven. Think of how beautiful that is. You're fasting one day and then Allah forgives the mistakes. Allah pardons and overlooks the mistakes of that one person for fasting that one day for a couple hundred days prior to that. Look at how forgiving Allah is, how merciful Allah is, how generous Allah is. So we're reminded of both. Primarily the Jalali side, but then also secondarily the Jamali side, the, the forgiveness, the, the hope of if we do this thing that Allah loves, then hopefully... There's so much more that we're going to get in return. It's far more than just fasting a few hours. If a person can be forgiven for their sins from the, an entire previous year, for capitalizing on that opportunity, look at Allah's generosity, look at Allah's mercy, Allah's forgiveness. We're reminded of both in connection with this day. In light of the second of these two, in connection with the Jamali side of Allah. The, 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 so we have this balance of the beauty and the majesty. Dhul-Jalali wal-Ikram. There, there's the power and the authority. There's also the compassion, the mercy, the generosity. And there's no contradiction between the two. Option one with Allah Azza wa Jal is always mercy. Look at Surah Fatiha. We're reminded of mercy several times. And then Allah reminds us of His authority. And then Allah reminds us of the Jalali side. But what, what the Surah starts with, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, is Rahmah, is mercy. That's always option one with Allah Azza wa Jal. And, and we know that, that what, there are so many different ayahs, different hadiths, different hadith qudsi. When you, when you really look at so many different things within the deen of Islam, a person is supposed to walk away feeling like they have much more hope in Allah than perhaps they did before. That they have far more love for Allah than perhaps they did before. And there is a presence of fear because there has to be but that fear is also a type of, it's a type of respect that Allah has given us, for example, this amazing orchard. That's like a hundred acres. You have more than enough, all you can eat, all that you want. But there, there, there is still the presence of this barbed wire fence. But even that serves a purpose. Even that boundary serves a purpose, right? To keep out, to keep out certain animals. So when there are boundaries, it's not something random, it's actually for our benefit and the preservation of our deeds, the preservation of that orchard. We hope for our deeds to be fruitful, but we don't know what the grade is on our assignment of this dunya until we get our assignments back on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And we hope and we pray that we all end up in fruitful situations in the hereafter. And if we want to get there, Ashura, if we really internalize the, the, the statement that this day symbolizes, then it should make us people who value justice more than we did before. To reflect, how are we interacting with this concept of justice within ourselves, 
within our lives? How are we treating those around us at home? How is the husband treating the wife? How is the wife treating the husband? How are the parents treating the kids? And how are the kids treating the parents? How are the siblings treating each other? How are people treating each other within the home primarily? Because that's where so much time is spent. And then even outside of that, how are people treating others at work? How are people treating others at school, in the masjid, at the store, whatever it may be? We don't just want to come across, okay, the day of Ashura, Prophet Musa and Fir'aun and we move on and nothing changes, but to really take a step back and think, how am I doing? And is there something that I need to specifically make tawbah for? Not just general tawbah where we make istighfar and we hope by fasting that day that our sins are forgiven, but there's another category of tawbah, specific tawbah. Is there a specific person I need to apologize to? Is there a specific sin that I need to ask Allah for forgiveness for? So there's the general, but there's also the specific. We want to be people of reflection and introspection. We ask Allah to make us people of justice. We ask Allah to make us people of ihsan. And we ask Allah to make us people who are generous with our immediate family members. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Aqulu qawni hadha astaghfirullahi wa lakum fastaghfiru. Innahu huwa al-ghafurullah. الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم In terms of this idea of forgiveness I want to shed a little bit of light on it in the remaining few moments inshallah Sometimes we feel like we cannot be forgiven Even if we're reminded fast this day and you're forgiven for the previous year A person may think to themselves yeah, maybe for everyone else, but maybe not for me. I'm too bad. The mistakes that I've made, they're too many. The, 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 the timing of the mistakes that I've made, those were too bad. I don't think I can ever be forgiven. Unfortunately, a lot of that paradigm ties in with a misrepresentation of either parents or teachers teaching their kids only about the Jalali side of Allah, but not the Jamali side. So parents may teach their kids, fear Allah from like the age of seven. Fear Allah, fear Allah, this is haram and that's haram and, and they may very well be haram but if you're only focusing on that and you're only zooming in on that with kids from a young age then naturally they're not going to be able to process that there is another side that's actually a more dominant side you could say with Allah which is the jamali side, the rahmah, the maghfirah, the, the, the generosity, the forgiveness, the mercy. How are we teaching our kids about Allah? If we're parents, if we're teachers, how are we teaching our kids about Allah? It breaks my heart whenever they're a youth, if they ask, can I be forgiven for this mistake or that mistake? Allah Himself says, yes, you can be. But then they, they have a hard time processing like, how is that possible? I was only taught about fire and brimstone and fear and punishment and nothing else. And then it becomes a major issue to even be able to internalize that Allah is Ar-Rahman when the primary way Allah describes Himself in the Qur'an is Ar-Rahman is as Ar-Rahman. So if that's how Allah is describing Himself primarily, then that's how we should think of Him primarily, and that's how we should teach others about Him primarily. And if we're not doing that, then we're doing a disservice to Allah, we're doing a disservice to ourselves, and we're doing a disservice to our kids and our youth. Yes, we can be forgiven, and we try our best to do more good and to do less bad. And then if someone makes another mistake, then you try to fix it, and you try to avoid it. You try to look at the circumstances. Maybe a person normally wouldn't speak in a certain way and use certain vulgar language, but then they notice that, you know, maybe it's because I'm hanging out with these new friends at school. Maybe that's why I'm starting to talk in this way. I don't want to talk like that anymore. My Prophet taught me better, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I want to... 
I want to take a step back and I want to make some adjustments. So we want to make general tawbah and ask Allah for forgiveness just like this laundry cycle. We're constantly doing laundry all the time. At home we're cleaning up all the time. Compare that to the heart. It's the same thing. We're supposed to constantly try to clean the heart over and over and over. It's not just a one-time thing and then everything is going to stay perfectly clean, perfectly clean for the next six months. We all know that's impossible for our homes. It's the same thing for the heart. The heart is even more sensitive than the home. The heart collects the dust of the dunya even more so than whatever coffee table somebody may have in their living room. There is this constant need of tazkiyah and making wudu and praying and dhikr and istighfar and sadaqah and all these different good deeds. And we have to have this foundational proper understanding that first and foremost Allah is merciful. So we ask Allah to give us hope for us to be forgiven and then for whoever else is struggling with that, we ask Allah to give them that hope as well. We ask Allah to forgive us and we ask Allah to shower His mercy upon us. We ask Allah to forgive us for all of our mistakes. We ask Allah to give us hope in His mercy. We ask Allah to guide us and our loved ones, to guide us and our family members, to guide us and our friends. We ask Allah to surround all of us with good company. We we ask Allah to make all of us people of justice who try their best to live in accordance with the ayah in which Allah tells us to be just. We ask Allah to make us people of justice, to make us people of ihsan, to make us people of spiritual beauty and spiritual excellence. We ask Allah to make us those who are generous with their immediate family members. We ask Allah to make us spouses who are good to our spouses, to make us parents who are good to our kids, and to make us kids who are good to our parents. We ask Allah to have mercy upon those from our family members who have passed away. We ask Allah to shower His mercy upon them. We ask Allah to shower His mercy upon our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents going all the way back. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us to fill our homes with abundant nur. We ask Allah to make us the coolness of the eyes of our spouses and our kids and we ask Allah to also make them the coolness of our eyes. For any hardship that anyone here has today, we ask Allah, we beg Allah to turn that hardship into ease. For anyone who is struggling with any emotional emotional darkness, any depression, any anxiety, anything related to that, we ask Allah to turn that darkness into light. We ask Allah to turn that pain into peace. We ask Allah for serenity, joy, and happiness in this life and the next. We ask Allah to gather all of us in the abode of peace. Allah Himself has given us an invitation to the abode of peace that is infinite, that never ceases. That's where we want to go. This is not home. That is home. And we ask Allah to help all of us to make it home. وكن عذاب النار وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له دين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة وأقمص